PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, howdy. Welcome into the one and only testing base podcast show that there is out there in the motocross and off-road world. This is the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. I am Chris Kiefer. I am your host, the only host on this damn show. And we are here to help you guide you, I guess if you want to say help and guide, to a better motorcycle, the right purchases, and just to get you to smile a little bit more on that two-wheel machine in the back of your truck or in your van or your trailer. We're here to help you. And we're here to have a good time, make you laugh along the way. First things first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, free three-day shipping, over 75 bones. You guys should be going over to KieferInkTesting.com right now. Click on the RMATVMC banner, the only damn banner that there is on my website. Click on that. That kicks you back over there. Continue to do your shopping, check out, and that gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing and helps us a lot. Trust me, I see what you guys are doing and purchasing over there, and I appreciate it. So thank you for using the banner. Tell your friends if they're going to go do some shopping, just click on my website. It takes two seconds, and it really does help out. So thank you. FXR Racing, brand new gear out. I said it slow, and I said it real clear. Some brand new LE stuff out right now. Really cool, especially summertime, 4th of July. If you're an American patriot, you're going to love it. Head over to fxrracing.com. Use the code KKMX35. That'll save you 35%. And that is a huge amount off on gear. Also, if you want to get a FXR60 helmet, KKMX6D will save you some money on a helmet. You can just top off your whole gear set right there with an American Patriot gear, LE line, and a cool, maybe a white FXR60 helmet to go along with it, and you're going to save some money. So thank you to the guys over at FXR Racing. And if you're a lady, you want to get more, that's right, get a little bit more off of your gear set, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. Throw me a picture of you riding or something so I can actually see a ponytail or, or whatever, just that you're a lady and you're riding dirt bikes. And I'll get you that special code for you ladies out there because you men are mean and you want to use the lady code. You guys are dicks, so don't do that. REP Suspension, Mark and the guys over there getting your your suspension dialed in. We're going to talk about suspension today. So uh, if you're a guy that needs your suspension done and you're going to listen to this podcast, you're going to send your stuff to Mark. Use the code KKREP to save 100 bucks off of your revalve. But you're going to be smarter After this episode, you're going to know what you want out of your suspension, what your bike is doing, and you're going to help guys like Mark guide them to get your suspension right in a matter of one to two tries. Because I don't know how many times people send their stuff in, they don't know what they want, just say, just valve it. And a lot of these suspension tuners need help 
to get your stuff good. So uh, Mark and the guys do a great job. If you're a WP suspension guy or even if a KYB, these are the two things that I've tried the most with Mark. He does an excellent job, and he has great settings, and you will not be disappointed. He will get your stuff right. If you don't like it, you can send it back, and he will continue to do it until you are satisfied. So go visit him, repsuspension.com, and uh, use that code to save some money. Power Motorsports Works Connection Lit Pro. You want to measure up with your homies, litpro.com. There's a code I have for you guys to save some money on a device, or if you're a Polar Watch guy, they can connect to the Lit Pro. So lots of things to measure up and check your lap times. Blood Lubricants, 6D Helmets, KK MX23. Or I'm sorry, take that back. Kiefer 23. <laughs> Kiefer 23 will save you 100 bucks off of a 6D helmet. And International Vet Motocross Association, if you're over the age of 30, you want to ride, race with your homies that just like to have a good time and get home safe, this is the club to do it, formerly known as oldtimersmx.com. Dunlop, new MX-34 is out. Dunlop Motorsports, Pro Taper, ScreenPrintingDun.com. Get your Church of 350 shirts. I'm giving away Dunlop hats to the first five people that order the Church of 350 shirts. Neil over there are the ones doing all these stuff, all these uh, merchandise things that we produce out here. They do it for us. Decal Works, Alpine Stars, Oakley, the best goggle made out there right now. Oakley Airbrake. Whew, good goggle. And Polysport Plastics. Go get your Polysport Plastics for your bike over on RockyMountainATVMC.com. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit. I wrote this article over on my website. You can go to keyforingtesting.com uh, last year. And I got a lot of questions on it. I never did a podcast show on it. And I feel like most of you guys do a little bit better when I talk about things versus reading them. So I know some of you guys don't like reading anymore and you're, you're busy, you're driving, or you're hanging out in the shop or garage and you just want to listen and uh, get some information and try to be a little bit smarter about your suspension. Suspension is the number one, I would say, modification you can do to your motorcycle. If you do nothing else to your bike besides check your sag, bleed your air out of your forks, if you're a spring guy, even if you're an air fork guy, you still got to bleed your air, uh, check your air pressure, and just change your suspension fluids, seals, bushings. These are the most important things to make your bike feel fresh and not make it feel clapped out. Uh, understanding suspension a little bit better is only going to help you ride better if that's what you care about. Now, if you're listening to the show and you don't really give a shit about suspension, turn it off. Go to my archives and there's other shows you can listen to. But for me, suspension is the key to getting a better day on the bike as well as going faster on a motorcycle. So we're going to help you understand some terms and understand your motorcycle or what it's doing in case you're sending your stuff off to a suspension technician and they ask you some questions and you just say, ah, I don't know, man, I just, it doesn't feel good. It feels, feels like crap. That doesn't help the suspension tuner at all. They're just like, okay, well, they have baseline settings that they have within their book, um, but not everyone is a blanket setting, right? So things that I like in a bike for me quite possibly isn't going to be the same for what you guys like. Now, coming from a production-based testing background, which is what I've been doing since, I don't know, 2004, 
I have to have a feeling and guide the suspension tuner to a setting that I think generally would, I guess generally would be for a wide range of people. Um, there is a target weight when we do these tests, um, production tests uh, for manufacturers. There's usually, uh, let's say, uh, the CRF450R was a target weight of about 165 to 190. That was the target rate uh, rate with a B rider in in mind. So when I'm out doing these tests, I have to think about um, how soft it feels, if it's too plush, if it's too divey, if it's too stiff. Um, when the track gets rough, is it deflecting? All of these things. So within this show, we're going to go over some terms of what they mean, and then we're going to try to explain those terms in the realm of how you guys are riding and where on the track you guys can feel that and how your bike is reacting in regards to those terms. So hopefully that makes sense to you guys. And I think once this show is over, um, if you liked it and you, you somewhat understood it, you can go to my website. I'm going to post this article up after the show is posted. So look for it to end of this week or next week. And you guys can read and print it off and then maybe take that with you when you go to your suspension tuner or you're on the phone with them and you're like, okay, man, like I feel like my stuff is diving or it's deflecting. So we're going to go over these terms and really uh, figure out what you guys want to do with your suspension. And this goes for a wide range of motorcycles. All of these terms can be used for air forks, spring forks, uh, Showa, KYB, WP, Olins, you know, whatever you got out there, these terms really will help you get to a better setting in a quicker manner. So one of the most used terms that I use and other people I think use is harsh. There is a this term has got to be like the worst feeling to a rider. I do not want a harsh feeling when I'm riding a dirt bike. That is one of the first things that I notice when I hop on a bike if it's harsh. This could be within the chassis. This could be cause of suspension. But normally, a harsh feeling will <laughs> just get your throttle hand to go back to uh, 12 o'clock instead of 6 o'clock. And 6 o'clock is the throttle that we want to use when we're racing dirt bikes, right? Because that's wide open. So there are things that you don't want in a bike, and one of those things is harsh. So how do we know if it's harsh? How can you tell? Is it a harsh can mean it's too stiff, and a harsh can mean it's, it, it's soft, and you're in the harsh part of the travel. A lot of you guys are saying, man, it's harsh. I need to go softer because it just feels rigid and stiff. There is a, a chance that... That harshness is because you're too low in the stroke on your fork or on the shock, same thing. You're blowing by that first initial part of the travel, and now you're riding in the meat of the valving, which is the stiffer part of the valving. So it is very difficult, and it took me a long time to figure out, hey, man, what is that feeling that I'm having? It is harsh, but how do I know if it's stiff or if it's soft? So there's a couple rule, rules of thumb. Thumbs, I guess it's plural, because um, there is deflection, right? So if you guys don't know what deflection means, um, I'll use it in a fork and a shock uh, term. So deflection means when you're hitting a bump, your front end will skip to one side, the left or the right. It'll deflect off of the bump. 
either the braking bump, a square edge, or whatever. It just ends up going, pew, kind of deflects off of those types of bumps. Um, there is head shake. Uh, head shake is when you're on throttle and your handlebars are moving side to side real quick, and that can also happen when you're off throttle. When you're wide open, you immediately chop to zero throttle, and you get a quick um, side-to-side movement within your handlebars before you set up for the corner. And then there is pitching. Pitching is when your front end is really low and you're going off throttle and you're coming into a corner and you get a lot of that weight transferred from the rear of the bike to the front of the bike. Those are three relative terms that can guide you in the world of harshness if it's too stiff or too soft. So a good rule of thumb for you guys, if you get deflection or head shake on throttle when you're on the gas, that is a sign of too stiff of harshness, okay? You can say, okay, I'm stiff. That's the reasons why you're getting deflection and head shake on throttle. The other side of it is off-throttle sensations. Off-throttle pitching, when you're getting, you're coming into a corner in the braking bumps and you're completely off-throttle, and your bike is loading, and you get a harshness, that could mean normally, I'm not saying every single time, normally it's too soft. So to figure out if your stuff is too stiff or too soft, go back out on the track. Figure out where you're most comfortable on the track, and then feel your suspension in those parts of the track, okay? And then, on the flip side of that, go back to the areas of the track that you suck at the most and then try to figure out if your bike is deflecting, having head shake, or if it's pitching too low and you're getting that harshness. And always try to remember if you're on or off the throttle when you feel that feeling. There's a lot of variables, right? And you're probably going, holy shit, man, that's a lot of things to remember. And I get it. But you can break it down really simple. Two points of the track, comfortable, uncomfortable, Ride those points of the track, figure out what you're feeling, okay? And then, lastly, are you on or off throttle? And it's really easy once you do it like that. You break it down to, I'm getting this feeling when I'm off throttle, Kiefer. Well, normally that's telling me that it could be too soft if you're feeling harshness off throttle. Kiefer, I'm going across the straightaway, or across the start, and I'm setting up for a corner. I'm on the throttle, and I'm it's deflecting, and it's harsh feeling. Well, that's telling me that it's too stiff. We need to to soften that area up a little bit. So, those are just some good rules of thumb for you guys that are just. It's a generic blanket, uh, helpful tip for you guys out there to kind of guide you in the direction. And don't be scared to go back to your truck. You got a phone. Or if you're old school and you got a notepad like me and a pen in, in, in the van, that's what I do. I write my shit down. Um, Glen Helen Raceway, Tuesday, 1030, this part of the track, my fork felt like this. And then in, in parentheses, I always put on or off throttle. And then that'll guide me in a direction throughout the day where, where I want to go. So that is something for the word harshness for you guys out there to guide you to figure out which way you want to go with your suspension. And that will help your suspension tuner if you tell them, hey, man, I'm coming into a corner and there's a, some some braking bumps and I feel like my stuff is harsh. 
And he's like, okay, is it low feeling? And you're like, nah, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it's low or not because, you know, we're just novice guys. We don't really know. We're not a test rider. But at least he will know you're feeling harshness, off throttle, coming into a corner, and that will guide him in a better direction than you just saying, hey, man, it feels harsh, and that's all you got. So listen, it always matters what your throttle hand is doing when you feel certain things. And it's so easy. Like, no one even knows about that. Like, I know a bunch of media testers, and I'll say, you on or off throttle? Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Well, figure it out. It's so easy. That does, it takes not many brain cells to figure out if you're having a sensation on or off throttle. And that'll guide you in a lot of areas. So simple tip for you guys out there. The word plush. Okay, so this is used a lot. I want a plusher setting. I see guys rolling in. Sometimes I'm at the I'm at REP, and I see a guy rolling in. Hey, Mark, I need a, a plusher setting on my bike. That doesn't tell him shit. Oh, plush could mean bad or good for me. And the reasons why, like you think plush, that's a, that's a 100% great feeling. Not necessarily because plush, when you say that to a tuner, hey, man, I want my stuff plusher to me. That just means I want it softer. And then you could find yourself diving. And then all of a sudden you have a harsh feeling. So be careful when you use the word plush. Use the word plush to describe certain um, aspects of the motorcycle on the track. So when I slap down off of a jump, it feels plush in that area. That's that's perfectly fine, right? Um, hey, man, when my first initial bump touch when I'm coming into the corner and there's a set of braking bumps and that first bump, my bike feels really plush. That's a great term. Don't go into your suspension tuner uh, shop and go, I need my stuff plusher. It doesn't give them fuck all to figure out. It doesn't help them. So only use the word plush to describe the point of the track. First initial bump touch, slap down landings, things like that. Use the word plush, and that will kind of help your suspension tuner guide um, them to a better setting for you. Um, what's another one? Crust. I use the word crust a lot, and I have a bunch of notes here I'm looking at. Um, crust is mostly what I use for air forks. Uh, I'm not saying the new style air AER fork, the WP fork, has gotten a lot better, but there's still a crusty feeling, especially when they're new. Uh, the KTMs take 8 to 10 hours to break in, sometimes longer, depending on the motorcycle. And um, the crust is like the initial top action of the fork. It's like the crust it came from, and I used this word a, a long time ago, is crust came from like, like a French apple pie, right? You have that nice middle area where it's gooey and soft and nice, and then to get to cut it, if you're cutting your pie you got to cut the crusty area, which is the top part of the pie. That is the same thing when it goes for forks. I feel like I have to break through that hard, crusty area to get to the initial, that, that initial plusness that I want that I don't have. I want to replace the crust with some of that gooey, soft middle up top on my fork, fork leg. So how to feel crust is initial bump touch. When you're coming into a corner and you got a set of braking bumps and you go to hit the first braking bump, 
Does it deflect? Maybe. Maybe that's the crust. you got to break through that crust, and then now you're four, five, six breaking bumps in, and then all of a sudden it feels like, huh, it feels nice and, and, and has some good dampening feel to it in the middle part of the stroke. So we have to break through that crust to try to help you get through that. Sometimes you've got to lower the air pressure and maybe back off the, the compression a little bit to kind of soften that area up so you get to that middle part of the stroke sooner. Yet, you don't want to get it too soon where now you're just riding in that mid-stroke and it's the harsh part of the travel. But for me, the crust is a great term to use for your suspension tuner to say, hey, man, when I slap down off a jump, I get a little bit of a deflection or a, um, um, I guess not, deflection is not a great word when you slap down. It's more of like a handlebar movement. You slap down and it moves to the right or left really quick. That's the crust. That's the initial part of the fork travel, like slap, bam, and then your handlebars move really quick. You could tell them, hey, I have a crusty feel at the top of my stroke when I'm entering corners or when I slap down off of a jump. That will help guide your suspension tuner and tell them that they need to do something with your shim stack to be able to get through that stiff part of the travel or it could be oil level as well sometimes when you have too high of an oil level you will get that crusty top stroke feel and it doesn't feel great so then it gives you a harsh crusty feel up on the top of the fork so again lowering your air pressure sometimes help um, asking for low speed, a little less low speed dampening can help the crust. Um, and again, the oil level also will help that as well. Another word that I use a lot that can help you guys is the word empty. The, uh, the term can be used when talking about engine character or suspension feel. Same thing. I can talk about an empty feeling when I'm talking about the engine. Um, when talking suspension though, the empty usually means that you need some more dampening feeling somewhere throughout the stroke if you say uh hey man i feel like my end stroke is empty it means that it blows through the end of the travel or simply doesn't have any dampening feel near the end of the fork of the shocks stroke shaft so the how to explain that to a tuner is like depending on where the empty feeling is will depend on where you ask for more low speed dampening or more rebound dampening usually a lighter spring will not give you an empty feel um I don't feel like, hey, I, you went to a lighter spring rate, and that's going to give you an empty feel. An empty feeling is like low on oil level or just low speed dampening feeling. Um, they don't have enough dampening within the, the shim stack for you guys out there that need a little bit of a beefier feel. So an empty is a great term to use, um, especially for me, I use empty a lot on my shock. So when I talk about high-speed dampening on a rear end, like when I'm loading into a G-out or if I'm jumping out into the flats into some braking bumps, does my rear end just kind of feel like it has some dampening? And then as I get low, it goes bam and just doesn't feel like there's anything there. Like you have some resistance and then all of a sudden it just frees up at the end and then you just bam, the rear tires up against the rear fender. Uh a bike that does that a lot is the Honda CRF 450. It has a lot of dampening, and all of a sudden at the end, it just feels like there's nothing there. And then you're riding on the, the bump rubber of the shock. So for me, empty is a great term to use for a lot of high-speed dampening issues that I have with the Honda. Maybe that can um, 
guide you guys out there to for your tuners to understand a little bit more of what you need on the end stroke of anything, the fork or the shock. Another term that I use a lot, even though it's more on the chassis side of things, is rigidity balance. So rigidity balance um, can mean soft or, or firm. Uh, it can mean that your bike corner is excellent but feels very harsh and has some deflection on rough, fast straightaways. Uh, if the rigidity balance is too soft on the bike, it could have a wallowy feeling under throttle as well as give you guys less confidence on braking bumps because it's unpredictable leading into the corner. Also that the rigidity balance is you know, maybe too soft, the machine can also feel like it has less lean angle traction when on the edges of tires, more like what I call a hinged feeling. Your front end is, is biting, but the rear end is kind of not following the front end and it's wiggling. That's what we call a hinged feel. Uh, rigidity balance is something that every manufacturer really works on a lot. I mean, I've been around it a lot and... That word gets thrown around a lot when we're developing a motorcycle. Um, a bike has to corner good, right? You're buying a bike. Most of you guys out there, that is the number one problem for riders is cornering. And having the right rigidity balance of any motorcycle helps the bike corner well as well as have a planted feel. Like back in 2020, 2021, a KTM had great rigidity balance. The frame was good. Even though the air fork wasn't great, the chassis made up for that. Another bike that has great rigidity balance is a KX450. Unbelievable frame feel. Um, although the fork was soft, the, the chassis made up for that. So in the world of suspension, rigidity feel could mean like, hey, my rigidity feeling, I have my fork, it feels like it's riding high in the stroke and my ass in is, is low, so I feel like there's more performance, a.k.a. rigidity up front, and I have a lot more comfort in the rear. So I'm not getting any deflection from my shock, but there's a lot of deflection and skipping around with my front end. I don't have a lot of tire contact patch uh, with my front end. So that is rigidity balance. You can lump rigidity balance in with all of those things. Um, deflection, um, harshness, um, there's it's plusher in the rear, but not in the front. So rigidity balance is another great term to use within your suspension tuner to try to help them understand the difference between your front and rear end feeling. Because that's what he will ask you. Hey, does your bike feel balanced? And people are like, eh, I don't know what that means. Rigidity balance is the same thing that he's trying to ask you. Does your fork feel softer than the shock? Well, I don't really know. Well, then go back and think at your favorite track that you feel most comfortable with is where do you have the most problem with your bike? Is it more on the fork or is it more on the shock? And then he will address that accordingly. Um, I use the word performance a lot with suspension. Uh, for me, like a performance-based performance feeling is a stiffer, stronger feel. So when you're talking about, hey, man, I need a little bit more performance. If you're an aggressive rider or if you're a heavier rider, you want a little bit more performance out of your suspension where it means basically is looking for a, a higher level of, of holdup because you're faster or bigger. Uh, you can push the motorcycle harder. So if you're a guy that's prone to case jumps or overshoot jumps, you want a suspension-based package that has a little bit more performance, which means a little bit stiffer of a feeling. So 
basically, a, I guess I could say a chassis or suspension package that has better performance is basically letting you guys or the tuner know that you'll sacrifice a little bit of comfort in order to get a machine that you can slam into obstacles harder without that machine getting too low and then releasing and pitching you off. Uh, a great sign to me if you ever sit here and watch guys on the track which i do is you'll see them jump something and they'll they'll land and the suspension will will compress and then unload and then the rear end starts to go to one side the front end is straight and then the rear end starts to go to one side and their body straight and all of a sudden and then they swap out that's a great sign of their suspension is too soft and they need more performance based settings on their bike because they're not a clean rider if you're not the cleanest rider and you have a track that you might, I don't know, has, has a few jumps on it that you're looking to try or you're looking to do, you might want a little bit more of a stiffer-based setting for that reason. You East Coast guys that have a sandier-based track that has a lot of holes and it's soft dirt where there's not, a, there's not really a hard base, you might want more of a performance-based setting to keep your suspension up higher in the stroke so you're not wallowing in that soft dirt. Wallowing is another term, and that just means low. Like I feel low, and then when my bike is loading on throttle, it releases, it comes back up and pitches me sideways. That's a surefire way to tell your tuner that it is too low, it is too soft, and the rebound is too fast. So you need to have more performance based, uh, you know, simply just based upon what you just told them right there. That is it. Comfort is also another common word that all the vet riders use. I need more comfort. We need more comfort. Um, but you got to be careful with the word comfort as well. The blue-collar vet rider uses that a lot. Um, a comfort setting usually involves a softer setting, unlike performance-based. So you vet guys that ride on the weekend, maybe you ride harder, square edge pack tracks or you gp guys you you off-road guys that have faster um third fourth fifth gear tracks you want a more comfort based setting which allows be careful plushness you guys could see me doing the air quotes plushness out of your out of your bike so the smaller the bump the 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 sharper the bump you want a little bit of a softer more comfortable setting the taller the bump, the softer the dirt, you need a little bit of a stiffer, more performance-based setting. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt this riveting, technical, informative podcast. We're going to give you some commercials. Listen to them. Save yourself some money. That actually can do it. You can do it. Trust me, it's not that hard. It's about six to seven minutes. We'll be right back with the show. ScreenPrintingDone.com My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, buddy. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? 
synthetic or non-synthetic, it's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. You guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here, 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and, man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, That'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, Look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ 250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout-winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA, the pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right, the one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter.
So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Time. Why you punish me? Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times. Get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to OldTimersMX.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon, but several races over several months, all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time, and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself. But, hey, you got to go do it. you got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But, again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and we'll get you out there and have some fun get some gate drops. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging tight. Suspension 101. Blowing through. That's another term. Uh, blowing through usually happens when you're hitting bumps, jumps hard, and the suspension just dives without much dampening force feel. Kind of like an empty feeling, but not at the end of your stroke. Um, if your suspension feels like it's blowing through, then you need to try and get some stiffer settings through clickers or internaling with low-speed dampening most of the time. Uh, sometimes that will also include going to a heavier spring rate. I know that um, when you guys... Go to your heavier spring rate, you have to, the tuner has to actually adjust the valving. A lot of you guys email me and say, hey man, I'm 220 pounds, I bought a KX450, can I just get away with 
dropping springs in into my forks or just dropping a spring, a heavier spring into my shock. Yes, you can at times, depending on the motorcycle. The valving within the KX, I have looked through it. It is not a very stiff um, stack, if we could say that. I'm not a suspension tuner, but I know a little bit about it. And from what I saw, it's it's pretty soft. And you're, you're dealing with the soft spring rate. So, yes, that bike could accept a heavier spring without valving changes. Uh, a Honda CRF450 would need valving changes because although the spring rate, I feel, has gone up the last uh, second year, that's the second year where they went up on spring rate on the shock, the, the valving is a little bit stiffer. So I feel like you're just going to get a harsher setting if you just drop a heavier spring on the shock and then not change the valving. So if you guys have questions on if you can do that with what bike, let me know, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I will tell you, yes, you can just drop springs in this bike, or no, you might need to get valving along with springs with certain bikes. It just depends on the model. I don't know every single model. I haven't looked inside every single fork and shock um, with every motorcycle to see what the valving is, but I've I've asked tuners when I'm out with when I'm out on these tests about the stack, and uh, most of the time I can kind of guide you and tell you which way to go, because it's nice to just be able to drop springs in and not have to spend a lot of money. I mean, you just drop 10k on a motorcycle. Sometimes the last thing you want to do is spend another 1500 bucks on valving and springs, and then maybe you don't like it as much. So. There's always that. So just hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I can kind of guide you in, in the direction that you need. Uh, vague. Yes, vague is also a term used by describing front wheel traction. Front wheel lean angle traction can feel vague when the fork setting is too stiff. Having the wrong offset triple clamps can do that as well, just so you guys know. Or if you have the wrong compound front tire, that is another too high of PSI in the tire. So vague can mean a lot of things within chassis and suspension and tires. Uh, basically, a vague feel means that you're washing the front end out. It's more of a push. It's not an oversteer. Okay. Uh, contact patch. I use that word a lot. You hear us talking about that in tire testing. The contact patch feel. Um, it's like, does... Do you feel like you have a lot of tread underneath you, a wide range of, of feel? Or does it does that contact patch feel very narrow, almost bicycle-ish-like? So the vague feeling for me in the suspension world is if I'm getting a vague feel feeling anywhere in between area one to area three of the corner, chances are that my front end is too high in the corner. So I will need to soften the fork to help that area. And just remember, just like we wrote an article on our website, every uh, there's an action, there's a reaction. So you're softening the fork, which might not work as good in other areas, but if you feel like you can make up a lot of time and this is where you want the most performance out of your bike, you might have to soften it to get a better contact patch and lean angle and get rid of that vague feeling. So again, Suspension, vague, you can have a front-end high feel, which is you lower your air pressure, soften your, your low-speed clicker, or it could be within your shock as well. That You can have a, a too low of a shock setting. So your sag, if it's at 106 and you're getting that vague feel in the corner and you're like, hmm, 
I like the performance of my fork. I just don't like it in this cor- in these corners. I would, if I was you guys, I would look at sag first. So that way you're not messing with your fork. And it will feel a little bit lower and you'll get more contact patch if you raise your sag. So going from 106 to maybe 104, 2 millimeters, not much on paper. But 2 millimeters is a lot for feeling on the track. So try that instead. I like the performance of my fork, but I don't like the tall feeling in corners. Okay, I'm going to just sag first. Do that first. And then if you still feel like you have a problem in that area, then adjust your fork accordingly. Try a little bit of a softer feeling. So that is a little, just an easy tidbit for you guys to learn. Um, Dampening feel, dampening feel or force. Uh, is the feeling of suspension when moving down. Dampening feel, basically this term is used when explaining to tuners that you either have a soft feeling or need more of a stiffer setting. Um, Dampening feeling also can be helpful when you're asking if the action of the suspension is too fast or too slow. If you have a dampening feel that is too stiff, that can mean that your fork can feel harsh. Here we go with harsh, the word harsh or that fork moves a little in the stroke, then hits a stiff point, dampening feel, that area, within its travel. Um, you don't really have to use this term a lot with suspension guy. These guys know, usually if you're taking your suspension um, to a reputable tuner, not Johnny's backyard bump sticks, uh, they'll know what you're talking about if you've used the terms prior to this. Like, you don't have to use dampening feel. You can just use, you know, hey, it feels soft or firm in this area. That is just another term that we use in the testing world to give suspension tuners, like, hey, dampening is like I need a little bit less or more in this area. Uh, We've talked about deflection, so you guys know what that is. That, again, very, very important on or off throttle. Um, And for me, the most important thing for you guys out there before you start doing all of these things is making sure that your sag is set. I just did a bicycle video with Husqvarna Husqvarna e-bikes this week. And I am the beginner newbie guy in the world of bicycles. Like, if I went and purchased a bicycle, which I have, I don't check my sag. So I am the guy that I yell at. Like, I understand it. So then I checked sag on my bicycle, and I'm like, holy shit. It's just like a dirt bike. Like, it, it feels a lot better when I'm cornering. If I'm pedaling uphill and I got a bunch of switchbacks, like, my bike feels more balanced when I'm in these areas because I checked my sag. I wasn't too low, and it wasn't pushing. Like, a lot of these trails that we have here for mountain bikes, I have these tight 180 corners going uphill, and if I feel too low, I just my front end pushes out wide, and then I'm going off the trail, and I have to unclip, and it's it's all screwed up. So... Check your sag on your dirt bikes, people. That is the the least you should do. There is a recommendation. I have all of the settings up on my website per year. Every year, new bikes come out. I do all these baseline settings. I go to different tracks. I kind of figure out what would work for you guys, and the sag is set at a certain setting. Do that. Uh, the second thing you should do is fork height. Make sure your fork height is is correct for the track you're running at. If it's a faster base track, drop your fork. If your stock fork height is 5 mil and you're at a faster track, don't be afraid to drop the fork height 
to two millimeters or three millimeters. That'll help give you more straight line stability. It really does help. Trust me. Um, those are the first two things that I would do when you get a bike. Doesn't matter if you're buying a used bike or a new bike. Getting the sag set for you. And then if you can't get enough sag out of your shock, then you need to go to a different spring rate. Like if you're maxed out, cranked down on all your 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 threads on your shock, it's time to go to a different spring rate. That's just how it is. And then you got to do it. Because if you're like, hey, man, I couldn't get the right sag out of my spring. I'm, I'm still at 112. Sorry, bro. It's not going to work great. Um, when we do these tests in production, we have uh, three test riders normally ranging from uh, light to heavy, which can mean from 160 to 175. Then we have a heavier guy at 190, and we try to set the sag for the middle weighted rider, and the other two have to kind of ride around that setting to make sure it's okay. So before it gets the green light and goes out the door for that setting, for you consumers, all three riders kind of have to agree like yes it works so we have a setting of 105 millimeters for the middle weighted rider the light guy could be at 101 uh, and the heavy guy could be at 108 and it has to work for all of us so there is some buffer within the sag reading but at least be close that's what i'm trying to tell you like be close if you're within a mil or two I feel like the newer bikes, at least, will be okay within that range. The older the bike, prior 2012, they don't have as much of a, a wide parameter as the newer bikes. That testing-based style has, wasn't around prior 2012. So newer 2012 machines, you have a 1 to 2 mil buffer and sag, just FYI. Um, that's about it. You can go to my website, keyforinktesting.com right now to, uh, read all of these. There's everything that we've talked about and a little bit more, but these terms will help you understand your motorcycle a little bit more. And then what that does, it will help you relay those messages to your suspension tuner. It's not that hard. The biggest thing on the top of the show is on or off throttle. When you feel certain things, are you on or off throttle? That is important. That is the most important thing. I'm surprised we have gone this long. I've been, we're at 18, 19, 20. We're in the, almost the seventh year of this show, and I haven't talked about that really. And if I did, it was kind of not that important, and I probably should have explained that to you guys a long time ago. Um, these suspension-based shows are the most popular. Um, so for me, I really wanted to drive home and make it easy for you guys to figure out what your bike is doing on or off throttle. So if you end up emailing me and you have a suspension question, I would prefer if you guys are telling me, Hey man, I'm on throttle in this situation. This is what I'm feeling. If you have some of these terms that we've brought up in this show, use that. That'll help me guide you to a better setting. If I can do that. Same goes for the suspension tuner. Mark and these guys will appreciate you using these terms, and that'll give them a shortcut for you to get a better setting. And then when you're out on a Saturday morning with your guys and you go on the track, dude, it's going to be so much less stress for you guys because you'll be able to have more fun and not worry about your fucking bike and what it's doing. 
I love testing. I love figuring things out. But there's just certain times that I just want to go race and ride and not think about my motorcycle. It's not that easy for me because I'm wired to always constantly think about my bike. Uh, case in point, the Paula National, when I was going to go race, I was tripping out because I thought my bike was doing this, this. I'm like, you know what? I got to turn my fucking brain off and just worry about riding fast, which didn't work because I ended up crashing anyway in one lap. <laughs> but that is sometimes it makes it a lot easier for you guys that just want to go have fun and just go race and ride on the weekend. So hopefully this kind of helped you guys out a little bit, made you a little bit smarter, and gave you a direction on uh, what you guys need to do when you get to the track. Please support my advertisers. They keep this show up and moving, and it helps you guys get a little bit smarter. Uh, we can laugh, and we can enjoy getting a better handling motorcycle through these shows with our advertisers. So please visit them. Um, again, Church of 350 shirts are out. I have a bunch of other merch that... Uh, helps subsidize some money so we try to get our logo and our brand name out there so we are very very honored to have you guys wear our stuff go to the shop on our website or email heather at keeferinktesting.com if you do see me at the track stop by the van feel free to uh, talk shit um, talk about your bike if you have a questions i'm here to help you guys our doors are open here at keeferinktesting.com if you have more of a mechanical question. I'm not that great of a mechanic. I'm decent, but you can hit up my guy, Eddie, at KieferIncTesting.com. E-D-D-I-E, at KieferIncTesting.com. And, of course, if you're a teenage guy, that's right, guy, because you're, you're getting to be young men, uh, Aiden, A-D-E-N, at KieferIncTesting.com, if you have a question for him. Don't be... Uh, to leave, we're going to leave this show. If you're a young teenage kid or if you're a dad listening to this and your teenager is in the vehicle or in the shop with you, hey, hey, you over there, 15, 16, 17-year-old kid, it's okay to say I love you to your dad. It doesn't make you less manly just because you say I love you to your dad. If your dad says I love you, you better say I love you too. As long as your dad's not a dick, you better say I love you. Uh, just... I tweeted this out today because I see a lot of kids at the track. I, I hear their dads go, hey, love you, like they're leaving to go to the gate or to ride or whatever. And the kids don't say anything. And I'm like, I look at the parent like, oh, that was rude. What, what the hell? If I said I love you to Aiden and he said nothing or he said thank you, I'd be like, whoosh, what, what's up? What's going on? So doesn't make you less of a man, kids. Tell your parents you love them. We'll see you next week.